This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Welcome to all sports talk. Monty Hale, Tim Tackett, rarely together on radio, but today is your lucky day or tough day, I guess, Monty, either way you want to talk about it. Uh, glad to be with you and... Uh, get a conversation going about lots of stuff i guess yeah it's been a while since we've uh, uh tag teamed it well that's going on uh for, for sure today uh monty the writer for the prep editor i guess or sports editor for murfreesboro post uh talk a little bit about that position monty and 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 how that works out uh as far as uh, what a sports editor does and and what kind of staff you've got to work with well um this day and age, a lot of it's editing and um, website work. Um, so much stuff is uh, everybody's trying to get everything first and get it on the internet. So a lot of it's internet, but we're, we've still got um, we're still a little more old school in that we try to cover as many events as possible. Um, I am a one man show. I do have some freelance writers. Um, by the way, if you're interested, uh, you can contact me. Um, <laughs> I had a couple graduate. Uh, Jake Bolden, who has been with us a long time, um, he is headed off to grad school to um, University of Louisville. So, And then I had a kid from Belmont that uh, wrote for us that has since moved on. So we are still looking for some, but we try to cover as much as we have. And one unique dynamic we have is that we um, – are part of Main Street Media, which is a pretty large group of newspapers in the mid-state. And, for example, like the first week of the season, Oakland plays at Hendersonville. Well, the Hendersonville Gallatin paper falls under our umbrella, so they will cover that game for us and send the story and the um, photos and whatnot. And then we'll try to sk- we will try to cover – as many as the games as we can. We try to sprinkle in as much MTSU stuff as we can. Um, we rely a lot on MTSU. They supply us a lot of the copies. So it's um, it's a deal where, you know, I can work from home. I can, you know, I can be on vacation. If I have to do something in a pinch, I can. Um, because most of it, as I said, is – it's pretty much the internet. Our paper comes out every Tuesday. 
So some of it's a little older news, but there's a lot of um, actual hard news, you know, from a sports standpoint. Most people probably know what happened, but, you know, parents and kids like to see their name in the paper. Monty, I know you hear this a lot uh, from people, especially from my generation. Newspapers just aren't what they used to be. They're concerned because there's not a beat writer for every uh, high school team that as there maybe used to be and so forth. But the Internet has just changed all that around to the point that newspapers are just, they are different for sure. Uh, the younger generation, that's all they, they're used to. But for us old folks, it's just uh, been a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a dying industry in that regard, you know. Um, you know, I mean, one time when I was at the DNJ, we had nine sports writers. And, you know, obviously they're down, you know. I mean, it were a one-person show, you know, throughout the week, except, you know, the, the freelance writers we use. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's changed. You don't see as much of the compelling pieces that you used to. See, I mean, there's a lot of good stories out there to be told. Unfortunately, uh, not as many are getting told these days. Well, the name Tony Stennett comes to some people's minds. He's still around in Middle Tennessee. Tony Stennett was the beat writer that covered uh, Laverne High School back when I was in that particular time. He had uh, lots of good folks. Uh, Rick Gross, another name that comes up, uh, Cecil J- Joyce. Uh, just a really good group of guys to work with. Yeah, they were. And um, they, they were working with me at the time. And, you know, um, one thing that's made it a lot more difficult than, you know, even when it was just um, Riverdale, Oakland, Smyrna, and Laverne, everybody thought somebody else was getting more coverage yeah, than oh, the yeah. other ones yeah. were. And when reality, they weren't. Uh, nowadays, unfortunately, um, and fortunately, I guess, we've got so many schools. We've got 10 football playing schools in Rutherford County in the TWSAA, and then we also have. Lancaster Christian and Providence Christian, uh, they're not. Providence Christian is in the TWSAA, but not in football yet. They're heading that direction. So, you know, you got ten schools. Obviously, you're not going to get 10, te- 10 teams covered. You know, you try to pick out the best games that you know are available. And let's face it, if somebody's if somebody's the top team in the state, you're going to try to get them covered every week. Monty, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit of Major League Baseball, probably get into some high school sports as well, and later in the show, we're going to talk about Middle Tennessee sports as well. Monty Hale is my guest today on All Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Hey, come on out to French's Shoes and Boots second annual Summer Bash presented by Durango Boots. Through Sunday, 15% off all Durango Boots, plus store prizes, giveaways, food, and much more. Catch a live performance by Matt Rogers tonight from 5 to 6.30 and Kimberly Kelly tomorrow from 1 to 2.30 at French's Summer Bash presented by Durango Boots. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. We have a club steak, and the club steak can be cooked to any flavor that you want. It is the club steak. It's a seven-ounce piece of steak, and we named it that way because it looks like and it has the shape of a golf club. We have a low-calorie menu and a low-carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. 
Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Monty, I, I said my guest on All Sports Talk. That seems a little weird. I mean, you're, you're a host of this show, so I guess we're just co hosting today. Can we call it that? Yeah, it'll work. That'll work. <laughs> Major League Baseball, you're the Oakland A's uh, fan in the area. Uh, tell us a, about that a little bit, and, and how are those A's doing this year? Well, uh, they're doing pretty good. Uh, they led the division um, much of the uh, season, but the Astros, uh, they got hot, and so they're in second place right now. But um, um, I think that they will um, be a playoff team. Uh, they've got a lot of good young talent. Unfortunately, they lose a lot of it. I think right now they're about three and a half games out. They're 12 games over 500. So uh, they're in pretty good shape right now. Cincinnati Reds, uh, a team that I follow, are making some moves as well. And, and baseball has, has got a new set of stars for sure. Uh, we're going to take you back a little ways, but back to the All-Star game where a guy by the name of Otani has kind of taken the baseball world by storm. Uh, the first guy since Babe Ruth, I guess, that's ever made any real splashes, both a pitcher and a hitter, leads the major leagues with 33 home runs. And, Monty, that's a bunch of home runs in, a, in one half of a season. Oh, the guy is, a, the guy is amazing. Um, and, you know, you look at the, – there's so many of these international players that are becoming faces of baseball. Um, you know, you take Ronald Acuna with the Braves, unfortunately he's out. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you know, hit the majestic home run the other night in the All-Star game. And um, But, yeah, to, to be a starting pitcher and an everyday hitter, is uh, that, that's, in, that's impressive stuff. Well, you mentioned the Major League uh, being taken by Storm. Uh, back in the early 80s, Seattle had a pretty good Japanese player that uh, people got to know pretty well. Oh, Ichiro Suzuki. Oh, my gosh, what a hitter. Um, it was amazing. They said in batting practice he would hit these crazy home runs, and he was not known as a home run hitter. And they, um, I guess through his interpreter one day, they asked him how many if, if, if home runs could he hit if he really focused on it. And he goes, well, I could probably hit 40 or 50, but I, uh, I, I'd be lucky to get close to 300 as a batting average. So (laughs) 
he was more of about a hitter and uh as being a you know just a a, a base hitter and was uh really kind of got the ball rolling he did that for sure. Uh, back to Otani for just a second. I just learned yesterday the guy does not take batting practice all season long. Has not taken batting practice since spring training. It, I've never heard of that before, Major League Baseball. That that just goes right over my head. Something I can't understand. <laughs> Talking about a, good uh, new stars as well. Fernando Tatis uh, has a chance to be the first uh, forty forty player in, in Major League Baseball since two thousand six with uh, forty home runs and forty stolen bases. That's a it's a pretty uh, sm- small group of players. I think there's just four that's done that in the past. I tell you, if you're a San, if you live in San Diego and you're a baseball fan, what a treat! I mean, that's a guy I want to watch. As they say, that's a guy you pay money to go watch. He he is he is truly something else. And you you mentioned something about Cincinnati a minute ago. I was reading something the other day. Sonny Gray, of course, who pitched at Smyrna. And um, later on at Vanderbilt, um, he was having a rough start to a game, and he went and just stripped all of his clothes down, put a new set of things, a new set of um, uniform on, and uh, went out and uh, retired um, the side in order like four straight innings. <laughs> I had not heard that. Little, uh, maybe a little, uh, I don't know whatever you call it, superstition there. But anyway, it was a pretty funny story. It is a funny story for sure. Monty, the, the, something that raised his head last week as well that uh, we hoped had gone away, and that's the fact that the games would be postponed or canceled because of COVID. The Yankees and Red Sox, of all places, uh, all games to be uh, taken down, uh, that took place there. And uh, so COVID, as much as we had hoped and maybe thought that it was out of the way, is is, is still there. It is, you know, and um... – and it's a two each his own thing, um, you know. If, if if you know if everybody's vaccinated, um, uh, I think that will cure a lot of the issues. But you know, not everybody is active is is um, has been vaccinated, and I can't say anything. I'm not. Of course, I had it, and I'm I'm going to get vaccinated. I'm just waiting a little. You're supposed to wait like three months after mm-hmm. you have it, mm-hmm. so. It's been like four and a half for me, but I'm going to be getting that done soon myself. So I think that's a big part of it. But it is, you know, you've had a um, Bill from the Olympic team is in protocol, so he's off the Olympic te- U.S. men's basketball team. So it's still out there for sure. Well, we can go back two weeks ago, I guess, or three, when NC State in uh, the College World Series uh, was in position to, to have a real shot to win the daggone thing and had to go out because of COVID. Yeah, boy, I hated it for those guys. Um, and, you know, even the one game they played the day before with a patchwork team and, like, three players in the dugout, I mean, it was a three-to-one game. Yeah. I mean, you know. Against a pretty good it, team, by the way. Yes, Vanderbilt, obviously. <laughs> you know, and I really thought going into that tournament, I mean, they're all great teams. They're all playing, playing well, but there was something special about that NC State team. Just the way they can hit and pitch. And I thought they were the best playing team. And I thought that was my pick to win it, but I never got to see that happen. So, <laughs> Let's shift gears a little bit to high schools. As uh, we come off the dead period, uh, high school sports will get to, to practicing and getting ready in earnest. Football in particular that's coming back up. Uh, <laughs> Oakland, for the last two or three years, has, has been the dominant team, not only in this 
region, but in the in the state practically practically. Uh, so the question becomes, who's number two? And I, it's really kind of hard to say because not not only is number two a really good football team, they've got a chance. The Blackmans of the Riverdales of the world to, to, to make some noise in the state tournament as well if they can make it that far. Is Riverdale the, the team that, that's going to be the most challenging to Oakland this year? I would say Riverdale or Blackman. Um, you know, I'm hearing some good things out of Blackman. They've got a lot of transfers. People have moved in. They've got a new, you know, they've got a new coach. Uh, they're running a new offense. They're doing something different uh, than most teams do. Most teams practice early in the morning. They practice at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their goal is to be in better shape than everybody. They want to run as many plays as possible. Um, and I think either them or Riverdale. Uh, Riverdale lost some really good players, but they got a lot of talent back. Uh, they were pretty deep, particularly on defense last year. Uh, they did take a big hit on the offensive line, but they got good skill players. Uh, Coach Kreisky and them do a a really good job. And, you know, you look at the year they had last year, you know, if you take Oakland out of the equation, you know, they could have been, a, they would have probably been a Final Four team yeah. at least. Makes it very tough on schools when um, somebody's that good. And, and Riverdale has a good bloodline, at least a quarterback and a, and, and a young man that, uh, uh, that has a chance to be awfully good, and that's uh, Kelly Holcomb's son. Yeah, Jameson, uh, you know, had a good season last year. He's primed to have a a big uh, senior year, you know, he missed a couple games with that thumb or hand injury, and um, uh, they had a young man named Hewitt that uh, came in and did a good job. He's now at Oakland. And you're talking about Oakland. Uh, I talked with Coach Creasy this week. They um, they've got like four guys, four different players battling for the quarterback position. Um, and another neat thing about Oakland, they on the 28th of August, that's a Saturday, uh, they play on ESPN against a team, a uh, private school from Mississippi down in Jackson. And uh, that game will be on ESPN 2 at 2 o'clock. you think it's going to be hot on August 28th in I, uh, Mississippi? I, I, I remember back uh, on a Sunday afternoon, as a matter of fact, about, what, five or six years ago when Blackman – and Oakland played on a uh, yeah t- national TV game, and it was uh, we sat in the end zone with a monitor checking heat index all the way through. Fortunately, made it through, but it was plenty hot. It was brutal. <laughs> there was. I mentioned uh, Riverdale just a bit. We shift gears a little bit to girls basketball. Uh, it's really an interesting place thing there. Since uh, 2007, they've been to the, the state finals nine times. And yet they've done that with five or six different coaches. Another coaching turnover this year is Amy Joseph goes to Harpeth Hall, I think, guess it is, in Nashville. And uh, Carrie O'Neill takes over there. Is there a backstory that, that's there, or is it just a matter of uh, coaches finding better opportunities someplace else along the way? I think, you know, you look at – I think you do so much, you, you're like, well, you know, where's the next challenge? You know, of course, Michael Burt, you know, he got into – private business and sure. certainly been the right move for him and you know i just um you don't see coaches they don't stay at the same place as long as they used to you know and um you know you know jennifer grandstaff was in oakland forever i guess maybe hit a little burnout but you know after a year ready to get back in into things you know at riverdale i mean the talent's been there yeah i mean you go all the way back, you know, when Anne Marie Lanning was there. Sure. You know, the talent 
the talent has, has been there for years, and um, I would expect for them to have a, a, a solid team again this year. Jennifer Grandstaff in that uh, Blackman attire just didn't seem quite right to the, us Oakland folks, I guess. But uh, she did okay winning a state championship in that first year. Uh, congratulations to her. Oh, absolutely. She's been one of the best uh, coaches in the state of Tennessee, really, since she got into the game. Boys basketball, uh, kind of an interesting change there where uh, Dyron Bird- Birdwell goes from Siegel to Oakland. Uh, talk about two schools that are rivals and, and seeing that happen. Uh, what happened there, Monty? Well, i tell you what. You want to spice a rivalry up, go to your rival. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, well, I mean, you know, I, he didn't say this, but, I mean, you just look at it on the surface. You know, he was four years in building to that that state tournament team he had last year. All them guys are got are gone. Oakland's got some good young talent coming up. It's another challenge. Like I said, it's another challenge for a coach. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you get out while they're getting as good, and that's not saying Siegel's not going to be a good basketball team, but certainly uh, you lose all your starters from a, a team that goes to the state tournament, you, you're, you're back in rebuilding mode. Troy Bond left Oakland and went to – uh, Brentwood, uh, an outstanding position there, but uh, it could be a money thing, I guess. I think Williamson County may pay a little bit more than we do here. Yeah, and you know he might have decided his, you know, he his time was done there. He done a, did a great job. Uh, he's a good coach, um, and you know, but a lot of people, you know, a lot of coaches love being in Williamson County. Just a quick comment before we take our next break. Uh, Chris Harris, the new uh, athletic director for Rutherford County Schools. Uh, Chris, uh, an outstanding player at Middle Tennessee back in the days of uh, Ramrod Simpson uh, in that Kentucky game of 1982. And then later on in uh, Siegel High School when Oakland and Siegel both were just outstanding basketball teams. Probably the best rivalry uh, from a standpoint of two good teams playing each other two or three years that uh, ever took place in Rutherford County. Yeah, and Chris, oh, what a what a fine person he is. Uh, was a great player at middle. Matter of fact, I did back in the winter, you know, amid all the COVID and games being canceled and all that, I, I came across on social media with a guy named Buck Haley who yeah. was also on that team. That's right. And he goes, you know, we had Jerry Beck and Rick Campbell and Pancakes. He goes, you know, we had really good players. And he goes, but the most unassuming guy on our team was Chris Harris. He just went out and got his 10 to 12 points, 6 to 10 rebounds every single game and was just totally unassuming about it. He was, the, he was as good a teammate as you could ask for. In that Kentucky game of 1982, which Middle Tennessee won uh, to, to kind of shock the world, the players looked like a a good match in all four in four positions, but the real mismatch was six five Chris Harris against Melvin Turpin at six eleven inside, giving up about seventy five pounds. Chris more than held his own. He sure did, and you know um, that game. You know, a lot of people said the only reason Middle won that game is I think it was fifty to forty four. That's correct. Was because there wasn't a shot clock. Well, I think they somebody went back and kind of. Re- edited the film and all that, and the shot clock might have gone off twice the whole game. So it was a – boy, it was a fun night. I was a student. 
I was not a student. I was an alum, but it was a fun night for me, too. I was there when uh, when it happened. Of course, there on Saturday when Louisville just uh, exploded and, of course, the Final Four team there in, in middle was not able to take the dream any further. Monty, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, after uh, Chip Walters has our Blue Raider Insider Report, I want to get into some Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and anything else. You're listening to All Sports Talk. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. You had a day off in... Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Mr. Haney. Here on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Just heavy traffic as expected for Friday, but it's moving on. 24 coming down the interstate here as you make your way past Sam Ridley Parkway over from Davidson County through Rutherford County. Lots of radar spotted earlier up and down sections of 840. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep of the Sharks Family Editions coming up Saturday, August 7th. All the details now by locking on to Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real-time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance, 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. And uh, the first week of the Blue Raider Blitz came to a close last night up in Nashville at Third and Home. Uh, that stop was uh, very good with a lot of folks from the Nashville Davidson County area stopping by. Also, numerous uh, members of uh, the Nashville 
television and media brigade were there, including uh, Fox 17, uh, WKRN Channel 2, and also News Channel 5, and also Big Joe Dubin from Main Street Media was on hand to talk with Coach Rick Stockstill and some of the other assistant coaches who were there. Uh, last night, uh, Brent Stockstill and Mike Polly were on hand and were uh, fielding questions along with Coach Rick Stockstill. But four stops in the books. Uh, Wednesday, first stop was at the Goat in Mount Juliet. Uh, Thursday or Wednesday night, the Public Square in downtown Shelbyville. Uh, lunchtime yesterday, huge crowd, uh, packed house at uh, Americana Tap House in Franklin. And then a good crowd last night on a beautiful night overlooking uh, First Horizon Park in, uh, in Nashville at 3rd and Home. If you haven't been there, great place uh to go uh, whether there's a ball game or not, but in particular, if the Sounds are at home, a uh, great place. If you're not going to go in the ballpark, you can watch from up there, but just be reminded things do get uh, they get pretty, uh, gets pretty full on game nights. Coming up next week, three more stops on the Blue Raider Blitz on Wednesday uh, down in Columbia. That will be at Puckett's on the downtown square from noon to 1.30. Next Wednesday night, uh, it'll be a festival-style event in Smyrna at Lee Victory Recreation Park. Hope you can be there. Again, there will be uh, food uh, from uh, Buns on the Run, great food truck. We had them in Shelbyville the other night. And then on uh, Thursday night, it will be at Puckett's on the square in downtown Murfreesboro. Media Day for Conference USA wrapped up uh, yesterday as well. Coach Rick Stockstill, C.J. Wyndham, Reed Blankenship uh, spent time on the podium taking questions from reporters throughout the conference on the upcoming season with plenty of insight into the pre-camp preparation and some interesting comments on some of the more relevant national topics in the sports media uh, at the moment. Also, uh, the Conference USA Commissioner Judy McLeod uh, let it be known that there would be no moving of games this year uh, if teams had COVID issues. Those would be forfeits, uh, and that was a, a uh, a stern warning that teams need to get their vaccination rates up, but uh, that was coming from the top following the lead of several other major conferences around the country. All right, speaking of Blue Raider football, Allstate and the American Football Coaches Association announced nominees for the 2021 Allstate AFC Good Works team, the 30th year of this storied recognition, and Blue Raider safety Reed Blankenship was among 109 student-athletes from across all divisions to be nominated. So congratulations to Reed on that. Let's turn to women's golf, and one of the best to ever come through Middle Tennessee is now back in the program as head coach Chris Adams announced Avery George as her new assistant coach earlier today. After graduation, George played professionally for three years as a member of the Symmetra Tour before going on to serve as an assistant pro at Kraft Farms Golf Club in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and uh, also working with Morgan Hale Performance Golf in Mobile, Alabama. Uh... One final note, again, we're going to keep hammering this. If you haven't downloaded the new Blue Raider Connect app, you need to do it. Whether you're on Apple or Android, go to your app store and type in Blue Raider Connect. You need to have that because, you know, digital ticketing, all of that, you need your app to be your hub for all of that activity. Okay, that's it for Friday. Everybody have a safe weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday.
Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Thanks to Chip for the Blue Raider Insider Report as always. Uh, Monty Hale with me. And let's talk a little bit about, uh, well, let's talk college football in general or, or sports in general. Your take, and I know you've. Waxed poetic on this before, but the portal that uh, is just opened things up to the madness, in my opinion, where kids can transfer one time on their own without uh, sitting out that year. Uh, Middle Tennessee's been the uh, the victim and also received some players out of that thing. But uh, what's your overall take on that, Monty? Uh, I'm. I, I guess what concerns me about it is how many high school seniors are missing out on opportunities. I mean, you can only sign 25 players. I mean, if you're good enough to play, you're going to play, but you might have a guy some that, you know, may not be a power five guy, but could be another five guy. But if there's a guy in the portal with proven experience, um, coaches are, you know, inevitably they're going to go pick that guy, you know. And so how, how is it going to affect – uh, the high school kids is what concerns me, and plus it's just um, I think it's, it's just opening up a can of worms. I mean, you know, we just you know, if, if I don't get to play right now, I'm not I'm not playing here. Well, that's not a team guy, so you know, uh, and and plus you got guys coming in, you know, and, and it's work for middle, you know, Laron Dendys. I mean, you know. Those one-year guys have worked. But now, after your freshman year, you can transfer right away um, and not pay and, and not have to set out. And, you know, it was, I think, five years ago, the, the numbers were like 64% of men's college basketball players transfer. So it was already a high number, so you know that number's going to go up because they can do it without penalty. Well, it does make you be concerned. You do wonder, if, under that rule, whether a Giddy Potts, for example, would have stayed at Middle Tennessee for four years because he was certainly a hot item, the leading three-point shooter in the country. Would loyalty with Kermit kept him there? or He certainly would have been tempted to leave and go someplace at a higher-profile school, you'd think. Funny you bring him up. I, brought up this, I posed the same question a couple months ago. Those guys got people. Everybody's got AAU coaches. Hey, I can get you an SEC. You've already proven your sure. your worth, and yeah, that's going to be an issue too. I mean, you look at Nick McDevitt, one of the starting guards for Baylor this year that won the national championship. He originally had at North Carolina Asheville. Well, as I say, it, it, the sword has worked both directions, I guess, a little bit. Uh, MTSU football, the beneficiary of that to some degree, I guess. Uh, Quarterback Bailey, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Hawkman? 
Bailey Hockett. Hockett, yeah. He comes in. And it's kind of interesting to me, a left-handed quarterback, and if there's a school in the country that's had great success with left-handed quarterbacks, it's middle. West Counts, uh, Marks, uh, Stockstall, and now another guy coming in. Uh, and he comes in with great credentials, and he's a 6'2", 215-pound guy. He's not a little guy at all, and I hear great things about him. Yeah, he's a pretty accurate passer. Uh, you know, won eight games last year at NC State. So, um, don't know what happened there. I know they were wanting to insert another guy, but he got hurt last year. But you know that's a good that's a good get. I mean, you know, um, and you know they middle lost their quarterback in the portal and Asher O'Hara, and you know say what you want about him, um, he was pretty, he was he put up some pretty impressive numbers. He was the least of their concerns, I guess is the way I would put it. Well, Middle Tennessee football needs a, a, a really good season, Monty. I, I don't know what your your thoughts are, as how likely that's to be, but they've got a new offensive coordinator, which is going to change things a good bit. My understanding is that uh, Brent Dearman, who comes in, uh, is more of a running it a little bit more, uh, use a tight end a little bit more kind of a guy. Your thoughts on that? I love it. I didn't even know Middle had a tight end. So <laughs> well, um, I don't, I'm not sure we did. <laughs> so, um and, you know, they've got, speaking of the portal, they've got, a, you know, two portal running backs with, ex- with a lot of experience. So, um, hopefully that will be an improved aspect of their game because, really, let's face it, since Itavius Mathers, they really haven't had much of a running game with the exception of O'Hara, and he's your quarterback. Well, going back to Itavius, and you mentioned that uh, Middle Tennessee was awfully good that year. Brent Stockville was very good that year. Richie James was very good that year, but I, I, I make the assertion that without Itavius making a threat in the running game, Richie James and Brent Stockwell don't have the kind of years that they happen to have because they would have had to concentrate a lot more on them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just opens, it just opens things up. And, you know, and as athletic as these guys are now and as exotic as defensive schemes as they run with stunning and blitzing and, you know, throwing five DBs out there, if you can't run it uh, – and you become way one-dimensional to a fault. Defensively, they got most of their kids back, and, and it's, it signs more too. And, and say what you want to, uh, Coach Schaefer has, has had some really good years, and, and a year or two to where things didn't go quite so well. But I still have a lot of confidence with him, if, with experienced players and and some talent there. I think Middle's got a chance to be pretty good defensively, and if they can do that. They they've got a chance to win some games. Yeah, if they get you know if they get production up up front and develop some more depth, I think they'll, they, they've got a chance to be a, a very solid defense. I don't know if a, a, a great defense, but solid, you know, but, you know, last year offensively, really, they really struggled uh, uh, at times a whole lot. And, you know, that's, and I think they'll be better up front there. I, I think that's the key for both. Obviously that's probably the key for any team, but, um, they've got to be better up front on both sides of the ball, and uh, I think they got the opportunity to do that. Any prediction you're willing to make as far as what the season's like? Part of that always as a school like Middle Tennessee is what is their four games uh, out of conference schedule like? And this year, Monmouth and UConn appear to be games that Middle Tennessee certainly would have a chance to win. Uh, Virginia Tech always a tough out in Blacksburg for sure. And then Liberty is a school that uh, when it, that game was signed five years ago, you thought, well, that, that looks like a pretty good win. Liberty is daggone good. Probably the best team. <laughs> they beat Virginia. Very well Tech. could be. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. And, you know, UConn, I don't know a whole lot about them. Uh, Monmouth, of course, we don't. I know one thing. Monmouth was in the playoffs last year at the FCS level. And, you know, if you're, if you're good enough to do that, you can play with a lot of Division One opponents. One last thing about football, and then we'll take our next break. Uh, a name that uh, very familiar to Murfreesboro folks, uh, Rankin is on the Middle Tennessee football team this year. Zeke Rankin comes in out of Alcoa High School uh, as a, I think as a walk-on, Monty, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, kind of interesting that Gary Rankin's son would be here. Yeah, um, and he's um, a former Mr. Football kicker. So, uh, kicker of the year in the state. So, uh, supposed to have a very good leg. State has produced a lot of great kickers. If you're the best one, that says quite a bit. Well, and he comes out of a program that's had a fair amount of success at Alcoa under a really good head coach. He's won a game or two. <laughs> Alcoa, I think, what has been the playoffs about 10 or 12 straight years uh, to the to Final Four, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And won, uh, I can't say, but six or seven state championships, Monty, in the last seven, eight years. That sounds about right. Yeah, probably seven in a row, maybe, I'm guessing. It's a bunch. It's a bunch. All right, let's take our, our last break. All sports talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Wallman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Hansel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. Jennings and Ears Funeral Hall. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. <laughs> 